0: Welcome to Q&A, A Deeper Dive, with Sam Holm and other guests as we dig deeper into the sermon content each week. And welcome to A Deeper Dive. I'm Mark Presley, and I'm sitting here with Sam, and uh, this is going to be a little bit different episode. We're just going to have a conversation, not necessarily about your sermon, because uh, this week you were at Pulpit Swap.
1: Correct. I was. Yes, it was a unique weekend for us that we've gotten to be part of for years in our church on purpose. Yeah, uh, but yes, yeah, so so because not everybody heard what I preached and Lewis couldn't be here right now for this time we invited him to be part of this, uh we thought hey, let's still do the podcast, but let's talk about a few other things that could be helpful. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, be
0: sure, as I say at the start of all these, be sure to like, share, comment. And we talked a little bit about that last week. If you want to go and listen to that episode about why we want you to do that, but also wants you to share this because I think that's specifically this episode, because we're going to get into some things about how to study the Bible, or how to Sam preps his sermon. Hopefully we get to all the things we have planned for it. But uh, let's take a moment. I know uh, it was also Halloween weekend uh, and we did Blocktober Bash. And we were talking before we got started recording today about Blocktober Bash. And and what was that? Explain to the people listening wherever they're listening from.
1: Yes, so we've on purpose moved what we were doing in our parking lot to the front yards and backyards of people in our church all around our city. We've done a trunk or treat at this time of year, and we said, hey, what what if we invited people to do that in their own neighborhoods so that they could meet neighbors and grow relationships, right, so they can share Jesus and teach obedience? If you know our strategy cycle, we want to meet needs, grow relationships, share Jesus, teach obedience. And it was just really neat to watch that happen in and around our city. To watch people grow relationships. That one one of the guys in our church had taken notes as he had walked down the street, passing out the invite cards, and he had already learned names of people in his neighborhood through just the invitation process. And watching people walking to his home and say. Hey, and then call out their name and say hi to their kids. And then the kids connect and make friends with people in the neighborhood. It was it was a neat weekend. Uh, I believe uh, there will be effects of in positive ways that weekend around our city for years to come. Now, the two inquiring questions, this doesn't have to do with Blocktober Bash, but just the weekend in
0: general. One, did your neighborhood pass out full-size candy bars?
1: <laughs> you always ask this. No no there's actually only one house now that does the full size candy bars in our neighborhood. Somehow one of my daughters ended up with three full size also Twix things but so no there's one an, There's another house. But my other daughter went to all the houses and she didn't get those. And so we don't know how the younger one ended up maybe one house is giving young kids bigger candy than the big kids. I don't I don't know. Huh? Well, my kids come home and they literally have the great candy swap of
0: whatever year it is. So it's the great candy swap of 2022 and they lay them all out. And we had some full size candy bars also.
1: You did? So, yes. Uh, we, your neighborhood. Though, no, we, we went in your, your neighborhood, neighborhood
0: and got them. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, we're actually just one na- neighborhood away from Sam. So yeah, you, He could hit a kind pitching of all the wedge
1: in my yard. It takes a driver on my end. but Well,
0: yeah, it is a little uphill, little uphill, but, uh, so and then the second question: What did you dress as?
1: So we had a uh, a staff uh, costume party uh, yesterday, and the one who won was our youth. Our children's team, and it was awesome because they had made an ark, and uh, Cheryl was dressed up like Noah in the ark, and then the rest of the children's teams were the animals who didn't make it on the ark. So we had a unicorn and a dinosaur and a dragon and whatever that the animals that didn't make it on the ark. And so that you know, anyway, it was awesome. They won the costume contest, so I asked Cheryl, I was like, "Hey, are you gonna walk around your neighborhood?" She was like, "No," and I was like, "Can I borrow your?" costume. And so she said, yeah. So I got to be Noah in the ark around my neighborhood. Yeah. And really it was eye opening for me. Uh I had one little four year old girl see me big wide eyes and she turned around and said something to her mom. Mom said, You can ask him and she came to me and she's like, Do you believe in God? And I was like, Yeah. And she's like, Are you Noah? And I was like, Yeah. But then I also had You said Noah Moses. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Also had a conversation with a teenager in our neighborhood who said, Are you like some floating zoo? And I was like, "Yeah, have you ever heard the story of Noah and the Ark?" And he's like, "Noah, Noah, Noah, yeah, Noah and the Ark. Have you heard that story?" He's like, "No, I haven't heard that story." And I'm thinking, "Wow, that's a teenager in my neighborhood who doesn't know the story of Noah and the Ark." So that's what I was like. What were you last night?
0: Uh, well, last night I just I was parent. That's what I was. But uh, for the costume party, I was breadwinner. So I okay. had a bunch of. Uh, trophies uh medals whatever you call them and and borrowed a couple other things and looked like a runner that had won the race carried around a loaf of bread so i was bread winner you were the bread winner yes yes but uh we went over spent some time with some friends and so we did not uh necessarily dress up there but we did scare the kids several times which is always (laughs) the highlight of the night when you hide behind bushes and jump out and scare them
1: yeah so you didn't scare them with the uh yeah the, the witch or the skull or the skeleton, you just scared them by jumping out. And, no, good know. old fashioned, just jump out and yeah. do that. My son
0: once, like, laid under the bed and then I laid down and he reached up. And, oh,
1: I still still bring shivers up my spine every time. <laughs> so, and that's, uh, I, we have something else to talk about, but I will say, even as we talk about, we didn't even have said the word yet, Halloween. I know that there's uh, there's controversy around even do you celebrate Halloween. Uh, if you study the history of Halloween, it actually originated as a Christian holiday, Hallowed Eve. It was celebrating the death of the saints that had come before us. But there is also a ton of stuff out there right now that is demonic, and so what do you do with that? And and what we've chosen to do in our home is just to embrace the opportunity to show love to neighbor through the process of that. Uh, but yeah, we don't we're not dressing up like what and, and if your kid did that's fine i'm i'm not uh but there i know there's a lot of uniquenesses around this but what does it look like for us to step in and use the opportunity to love neighbor so plus your neighbors have full-size candy bars there you so. go no. and you've brought this up on the podcast almost as much as fantasy football so i'm glad we <laughs> which we don't need to disgust. talk about fantasy football because i think we're all at the bottom now there you go but uh
0: I will say uh, that loving your neighbor kind of goes back to the sermons we've had previous weeks, right? Leading up to this week. Absolutely. So, uh, I would encourage you, as I said, like share this one, but also go back and listen to those. You can go to those sermons at firstmckinney.com slash on demand. I am trying to get a copy of your uh, sermon from the McKinney First, because that's where you were this week, mm-hmm. um, that people can go and listen to that. Uh, I know you preached from John 3. And again, if you have questions, even as we go into... Um, these next few weeks I know uh this next coming week well hopefully we talk about it at the end Ryan to our missions pastor is going to be preaching and you might have a question from that you can send that in and we're trying to get uh Ryan on the podcast we may have Sam but you text the word question nine six one two three whoa I struggled on that text the words question to 96123, and we'll get that, and we can ask those questions as Ryan is preaching uh, this coming week. But we wanted to take time uh, just before the holidays start. Uh, I know we talked about Halloween, and then we're moving right into Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and then we're into New Year's, and a lot of people start to study the Bible uh, as a new, fresh, hey, I'm going to get on the right track there in January. But we kind of wanted to prep you before on how to study the Bible. And you can go to our website. Uh, I don't remember the link right now, but go to our, what is First it? FirstMcKinney.com forward slash Bible. Yep. You can go to Bible in our Bible reading plan, which we, Sam and I are actually talking about what we're going to do in the uh, spring as we start January, because we're going to be in the book of Mark, which is a great book for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah.
1: Not like you like the name Mark or anything. No. Like no, no,
0: no. It's a okay. good solid name.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you may not know, but Champ's name, my oldest son, is actually Mark the Third, but we call him Champ. So R- there's really? a lot of marks in my life.
1: Marky Mark, isn't that like a? Yes. I don't even know who that person. is. I was going to no. call him Remark, but uh, that
0: wouldn't. Re- <laughs> but that didn't quite work. <laughs> that was uh, remarkable kind, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a dad pun there. But uh, we're going to be looking at Mark, and we're going we're looking at a couple different reading plans that we'd love for you to join in or have your own plan. And that's kind of where we wanted to take this today is how to study the Bible.
1: Yeah. And really, one of the things that as a pastor I'm often asked is, how do you come up with a sermon? And so what I will tell you is the way I come up with a sermon is not much different than the way I study the Bible. And the way I study the Bible was something that I actually was taught through a man who discipled me years and years and years ago and if you go to that link that he said firstmckinney.com forward slash bible you'll see different bible reading plans but you also see a potential download for you how to have a personal bible study and uh, i want to just take a little time to walk through what i've learned in that and mark i want you to do the same and uh, and then even to share what we we try to train people to do because uh, you meeting with god does not require you listening to me teach or another preacher, preach! I mean, you have the Holy Spirit in you. If you know Christ, you're 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 filled with the Spirit. Jesus said in the upper room that He's going to guide you in all truth. The Bible that we have in our hands, Paul has written uh, in in Second uh, Timothy chapter three: All Scripture is inspired by God; and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God can be equipped for every good work. You have what you need if you have a Bible and you're a believer to jump in and study scripture. But what does that look like? And, and why to do that, right? Uh, I'm I'm a part of an off-campus life group. I know you are also, Mark, which is cool. On Sunday night this week, uh, we were in John 15 in our off-campus life group. I'm not the teacher of it. I'm just participating. Side note on that, my wife doesn't want me to be the teacher <laughs> of the life group and the service. Uh, does that mean... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But so abide in me. Uh, he says, how do you abide in me when you abide in my word and you obey my commandments? And then what is my commandment? My commandment is to love one another. Uh, and then if you do, he says, my joy will be in you and your my, your joy will be full. Well, how do, you, how do you get full joy? Well, it goes all the way back to abiding in God. How do you abide in God? Do you abide in his word and you obey his commandments? And he's going to lead you to love your neighbor. And that's what he's going to call you to do. And as you do that process, you abide in Christ you abide in his word, you obey what he commands you, it's going to lead you to a life uh, of fullness of joy. And so that's the motive for this. This isn't a, I, I've, I had a season early in my Christian faith where I thought it was a ought to do, that man, I, this is something I'm supposed to do in order to earn favor with God. Uh, That's not it, right? Uh, Like We don't have to earn favor with God. Jesus has done that for us. Uh, We get to learn to live in, to abide in Christ, and that the joy of the Lord be full in our life as we do that. So we want to,
0: again, go to that site, and you may have the way you study the Bible, and we would encourage you, I would say, just to do it. Right, yes. uh, So we just want to give you a plan. It's not necessarily the plan, but it's a plan. And uh, you can go online. There's lots of different ways to study the Bible, all that. This is just a plan, yes. and we want to present that to you. We call it the SOS method, yeah. um, and again, it's how you prep your sermons. Kind of, You start down on Monday, and you, you work through the SOS on whatever passage we're going mm-hmm. on, and then you go to some other resources I know, but um, this SOS plan, it's highly, highly effective because it makes you kind of look at the Scripture, look at it again, analyze what is god saying to me and so tell us what sos stands for
1: yes sos stands for hey what is god saying to me how am i going to obey and then who am i going to share this with and, and and i've actually now re uh, that a little bit because i want it to be a prayerful process for me you know it's like god what are you saying to me how do you want me to obey as i read your word who do you want me to share it with and so that, that prayer is driving and even listening prayer. A lot of people say, hey, it's really hard for me to listen in prayer. I know I'm supposed to talk to God in prayer, but how do I listen in prayer? This is one of the primary ways, I think, that we listen to God is through his word. Well, how do I listen to God through his word? Well, ask him, God, speak to me. And then as you read, God, what are you saying to me? How am I going to obey? Who am I going to share that with? Those are the, That's the SOS. Uh, well, that's what that stands for. And I think uh, let's back up a little bit. How do you start? Uh, Because I can
0: picture a weird analogy, permission to use analogy is I get dropped off at Baylor and I'm sitting there and I'm all alone suddenly because my parents have now left and gone home. And for the first time, I'm going, wait, what do I do next? And you're just sitting on the bed. In the same way, you may be going, okay, I've never studied the Bible or I've
1: done it this certain way what do you say to someone how do they start yeah so in the even the first thing say uh, god what are you saying to me you're not going to hear god speak if the noise of life is just crazy going on and unless you're desperate right so the in the day to day if you if you don't really get to a place where you can listen to god speak it's you're not going to hear what he's saying to you, right? And so uh, none of these things originated with me or even the guy who was discipling me. They, they come from other resources. But scheduling time in your day to actually meet with God and, and a place to go to meet when you're meeting with God that's apart from distraction and having a plan beforehand of what you're going to do when you're in that place, all those things are super important. So the, the time, the place... And the plan that uh, came for me first exposure to that was in Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. But Rick Warren also was not the originator of this time, place, and plan. And it, yeah, all truth is not monopolized, right? Like it's this. This makes sense. If if you want to prioritize something, you you set a time. Like if I were going to meet with Mark tomorrow, we'd we'd put a time on the calendar, right, so that everything else doesn't take over. And I would I would encourage you when are you most alert. Uh, to, to schedule that time when it's going to be the best time of day because it should be your most important time, right? Some are most alert in the morning. Some are most afternoon what about you mark When is uh, it It would be night i'm most alert at night trust me the mornings are i've got a
0: diet dr pepper right here next to me because mornings and we're recording this in the morning it's a
1: it's a little rough for me in the morning there you go uh and for me it's actually the opposite my wife correct yes she, you text me early in the morning yes, i did this morning and yes, yes you actually brought the big part the art part of the costume that i couldn't fit in my car well, thank you to turn. Op- opposites attract so yes what are you saying?
0: I don't. I have no idea. But okay. I'm saying they, we're, like we're, good yes, we're so we good are, friends. We're good friends, and yes, yes. and you are the opposite. I can
1: stay up late, late at night, and struggle in the morning, and you struggle after about eight p.m. Absolutely. Uh, and so, my wife is actually an evening person. I'm a morning person, and uh, so yeah. When are you most alert? For me, it needs to be in the morning. Uh, for Mark. It's in the evenings, and so uh, so scheduling a time when you can have best time to meet with God place. Now, I will say, I have found though doing a devotion,
0: uh, spending time with God. Even though I'm a night person, the morning I find because it's better start off correct Good. and start off right. So, so even though I'm a night, yep. you were asking when I was most alert, but yep. uh, I found starting my day right, Good. starting my day with that helps as opposed to uh, the night because you've lived the day and that's all you think about. Yep. I'll go back and think about the mistakes I had, the positives I had, all that, which I do pray at night. But the devotion time I I find is better in the morning. I love
1: that, and I respect that, and I know it's actually harder for you than it is for me. My wife will will say similar. Uh, she doesn't usually do it right when she wakes up, but she wants to prioritize it before the day starts snowballing on her. And so, yes. So, time, place, where will you be distraction free? Uh, I I have in front of me right now my cell phone, and that is like so difficult for me. So one of the things that I'll do often is a Bible reading plan digitally with people in a discipleship group. Uh, if I'm doing that, I, I need to turn my phone on to airplane mode when I'm doing my Bible reading plan and then my journaling if I'm going to do it digitally. Otherwise, I get distracted by the text that comes in or, or I need to check the weather or whatever. And I want
0: to interrupt you because I I do know in doing this, mm-hmm. you Version, which is the Bible app, yes. Um, is great and it's probably the best app for doing that in a group Mm -hmm. Uh, there's lots of logos has some stuff out there there's lots of different uh bible study together the bible plan there's there's lots of different ones out there but if you're looking somewhere to start youversion.com or the bible app they're the same uh, company it's actually a church out of oklahoma that started all that very cool they call it their digital missions which gets me excited just talking about that way they phrase it but There's a thing in there you can add friends, almost like a little like social media, and they'll see what you're reading. Uh, If you click those buttons, they'll see what you're reading. And you can share comments, which goes to our SOS plan we'll get to. But you can share comments. And it's a great way, great accountability to having you do that with the time-place
1: plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, where will you be distraction-free? And that's different for different people. And, frankly, sometimes for me, I end up needing to move. Uh, uh, I, I was for a while in our house in our front room that would look out, and then I, the same people would go on a walk every morning, and I'd find myself looking for them and waving at them and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. So then I would went living room, and uh, at one point living room, I I would play like devotional music, and have the the scenic background of the music going, and I'd light a candle and like tr- create an environment that I enjoy. But then I got sucked into that environment again, and I was like. So really, where is it that you can get the distractions away? And that may be when you first get to work, you know, just it, it,
0: the, the most important thing is just to start like, yes, find the environment, find the place. And it may, your house may be crazy in the morning if you're trying to get kids to school or, you know, whatever, trying to get ready or you're running late, that may be okay. You get to work first thing, close the door, sit at your desk. Uh, if you have a desk and and
1: have that moment yep. you know so good so good so then that leads us to the last one here the plan and that's what we'll talk about a way to do it and and again this is a way not the way the bible actually never tells us here's the way you're supposed to study scripture uh the bible does tell us that Again, uh, it's inspired by God. It's profitable for teaching and reproof for correction and training righteousness. The man of God can be equipped for every good work. And so uh, it, it is a gift given to us. We need to get in it. How do we do that? I've learned early in my life, if I don't have a plan, I struggle, even if I have a time and a place, because just the point and read, yes, it would still be good, But it's disjointed from what's before and what's after. I have a harder time getting started. I have a harder time taking something away from it that will actually affect my life, uh, change the way I live that day. So having a plan is super helpful.
0: For me, it's like woodworking. And I love to make furniture, all that kind of stuff. I haven't been able to in a while because we've moved recently. but. I'll sit out there and if I try to, and I'm super creative, but if I try, I need something to help me start. Yes. Give me those plans to start because if you're like, hey, build a bench, then it will take me a lot longer to get going. I won't be as motivated, but if I have something to look at first and go, I want to start from there and build off of that, it just helps. So it's kind of the same way you, or if you're running, you don't just go out and run. You know, I have a friend working on a 50K and I can't even imagine running a 5K. But you start small, you know, uh, but have a plan. You don't just go out and run 50K. You would literally pass over and die if you haven't run ever.
1: So actually, one of the guys I met in our church who was hosting one of the block parties this weekend has won the Dallas Marathon twice and has won the Austin Marathon. I'm like, dude, you are—this does, doesn't relate. I will keep going, but— to your point of some people can run and others can't he wouldn't I had a dream once I won the race (laughs) I'm kidding
0: I didn't I didn't
1: like that's crazy he's now the actually the uh the uh, cross country coach at Boyd oh okay all right so you just revealed his secret oh man I did (laughs) sorry for that um so here we go. Uh, the, choosing a plan. I, my first time I got exposed to reading through the Bible in a year was my wife. Uh, we, we got married, and she was reading through the Bible in the one-year Bible. It was an NIV and was actually in hard copy form, just the one-year Bible. And about halfway through, I, I was like, that's cool that you just have a place to start every day. And she's like, yeah, it's, it helps me, and again, have a plan of where to start. And then I started reading it with her, and it gave us something to talk about. So when, at dinner, I was like, hey, did you see what happened to David today? That was, you know, there's, there was a mutual grounds that we didn't hold hands in the morning. And I read it out loud to her while there was divine light shining down from it. And it wasn't that reading separately, having our separate times, but it gave us mutual grounds to talk, which was cool. And again, this yeah. is a plan. It may
0: be you have a devotion book. It may be, but we encourage here at first to kind of do as he's saying, walk through the Bible in a year. And that's why we offer a year-long reading Bible now, a reading plan. Now, coming up, we're going to do it in two chunks. We're going to do Mark and several and then Mm -hmm. Daniel, but it'll still be a year plan just broken up
1: twice. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, yeah, you were alluding to this too, but a lot of Christians will read devotional books, not bad. Especially if there's Bible in them. But I would say if you're just reading someone else's words, you're separating yourself from the actual Word of God. And so I would encourage you on some level, get actually in the Bible, right? So again, ton of planes out there. And then how do you respond to it? This is what a man by the name of Jim Leggett, he pastored Grace United Methodist in Katy. Uh, a church that uh, uh, actually he ended up doing the wedding for us. This is 10 15 years ago and uh and he just came alongside of me and said, "Hey, I'll just show you what I do." And you know, I I at that point in time in my life, I really did uh, I I did, wouldn't say this out loud, but this subconscious if I'm going to learn anything that's going to change my life, I really probably need to hear someone that's trained to teach me to do it. Uh he showed me that's not the case. He showed me this is basically what he did for his sermon prep and it's also, now, basically, what I do for my sermon prep is read the text, right? Read the text. And as you read the text, ask God, God, what are you saying? And first, devotionally, and that's that's even what I do when I'm, I'm prepping to preach. First, God, what are you saying to me, right? What are you speaking into me? It may be about God. Uh, it may be about me, man. Uh, it may be something I'm supposed to do, uh, a command. It may be an example I'm supposed to follow. You know, I don't know. But what what are you what are you saying to me? And we would encourage you write that down some way, yeah. and that's
0: the say as he's saying, what are you saying to me? That's the say in SOS, but write
1: it down. So it's not just in your head, write it down. Yes, So, and if you download the how to have a personal Bible study on our website, again, at firstmckinney.com forward slash Bible, if you do that, uh, you'll see that one of the things we prompt you to do is actually just to potentially write out that same verse in your own words. And so what you're really doing is you're forcing yourself to really listen to what God's word is saying. So often I want to jump ahead and think about what someone else has said to me related to a passage in Scripture or just focus on one little aspect of the passage. And Again, those are not bad things, but we let our mind then run the direction we want to run. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Say that's a verse that stood out to you. God, what are you saying to me? Okay, at the origin of time, the divine being formed from nothing. The sky and the ground—I don't, you know, whatever it would be—to try to say the same thing in your own words. And when you do that, it really forces you to listen. Uh, if you write it even out, just the Bible words is the equivalent to reading it fourteen times. Now, I want to interrupt you
0: and clarify something. Yes. Uh, so, when we do our Bible reading plan, there is a lot of verses in there, yes. and you are not saying to write all of those verses. No down but you were just saying be careful what you pull out that you're not pulling your own i just want to add some clarification there that you're not saying right if we're doing four chapters of mark again a great book if we're not doing four chapters of mark you don't want us to write all four chapters of mark
1: thank you for clarifying that no as i'm reading i'm not journaling as i read as i read i usually have a pen or a highlighter or if i'm doing it digitally i'm highlighting and so i'll just as the spirit makes something jump out and y'all anytime someone's reading scripture that's a christian y'all see that happen you're like oh that was good or i hadn't noticed that before or man i needed to hear that or i don't know that i'm doing that whatever it is there'll be verses that jump out i then will go back to and then again this sos i didn't i didn't share where this came from this came from a man who was planting churches in china people who didn't know christ before he'd shared jesus with them And he realized, what I need them to do is to learn to follow Christ. How am I going to help them learn to follow Christ? Well, I need them to really follow his word. So he taught these churches, individuals and as a group, to SOS together and then would come back to check on them. And through his leadership, they say now millions and millions of people in China are following Jesus. And he would say, it's not because of my leadership, I was just teaching him to look at what God was saying to them, right? And so SOS. So you pull out the say. I'm going to move this
0: long because of time, but you pull out the say, and then
1: you get to the obey. And what do we do there? Yes. So for me in my life, so often devotional time, the obey was general obedience. It was, okay, I'm supposed to love people. Yeah, I should be a better lover. And it was the should, not specific. I'd actually feel worse about it than better about it, and then my time would end with God. God, I, help me to love people together today, because I'm better, because I'm not good at that. Amen. Instead of taking the next step and saying, "Okay, if Spirit's prompting me to love, who am I supposed to love?" Okay, uh, I'm struggling to love my spouse. Let's say today. Well, well, how? If I was going to love them, how could I show love to them today? uh well when when could i do that and and moving from the general should to the okay if i'm really listening to god and i am living in response as a disciple of my rabbi when and how and where and what am i going to do to apply this today and when you do that your quiet time for me and so many i've been, gotten to walk with lights up your life it starts changing the way you live, because you are literally listening to God and then living in response to God. Some think, well, that's legalism. No, obedience is never legalism if it's responding to what God's saying to you as a Christian and doing what He's calling you to do. So, and that takes a few more minutes. Um, and again,
0: but, writing it down in yes. all in all three steps. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably say it on the share part. In all mm-hmm. these, we want you to write it down. Yes. So it's not just in your head, because then what you do is you'll just read the verse and move on and you'll say, oh, it's in my head yep. and you're doing the steps, but you're not really putting it into to practice into play.
1: And that's and we invite people also in, in to do it in groups. I mean, start individually, you don't have to be in a group, but the group also provides accountability. And that's that's what we've called most of our D groups are doing something very, very similar to this, if not this specifically. And they're reading the Bible together and they're saying, Okay, if if Jesus is our rabbi, I'm I'm not the disciple that's discipling someone's not trying to get them to be like them, they're trying to be like Christ. How can you hear from him? How can you obey him? And then he wants to overflow from you, through you, like he wants to multiply through your life. And that leads to the share. And you mentioned D groups, just to Mm -hmm. put a definition to that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of
0: a small group of uh, men or women. And you're in that with three, four people. And you're basically walking day by day. Uh, We encourage you to, uh, we do it mainly digitally. Uh, where you, again, use that U version app. That's how we see most of the D groups around here, but it's more than a life group. It's kind of that discipleship group that we're going to spend time. There's usually a leader and they're leading and it's for a short time, uh, a year, which it seems like a long time, but in our lifetime, that's a short time. And then we encourage them to start to multiply into other D groups. And you're basically discipling other people as you go along. Just kind of put a short definition to that.
1: That's really good. And I think early in my time here, I've done a poor job. Uh, I think some people thought, well, it's just a digital Bible reading group. No. I mean, it's very relational. We meet weekly, if not more than that. I was at one of the guys in my group's house last night after we walked the neighborhood at his place, watching football, like I'm doing it with neighbors this year, Uh, very relational. We're praying for each other daily. We're involved in each other's lives. Uh, discipleship does not work apart from relationship the digital bible reading piece is just what we're seeing each morning is going on in the other person's life and then there can be the follow-up call and text and whatever it's kind of the catalyst
0: yes. to the group and and it's much more than that but it's a great place to start and ben uh who's new to our staff ben purvis he's kind of helping to manage create uh get those going that kind of thing yes, but, yes. Uh, just so you can put a A name to a face type thing. And
1: if you want more information on that, firstmckinney.com forward slash groups can show you more information on that if you have interest. So the last one. So we have say. uh, We want
0: you to find what God is telling you, what he's saying to you. Obey what he's asking you to
1: do and then share. Yeah. So the share, again, revolutionary for me. God never gives you truth that was supposed to end with you. Like he loves us enough to send us on mission as Christians. And so he wants to speak in and through you to help impact the lives of those around you, and so the share is just asking, okay, God, you've shared this with me. Is there anyone else that I know that that may need to know this? There may be something I don't, someone I don't even know. Like often for me, it's I know I'm good doing a lunch with someone I don't even know who that person is yet. It's a, a person that's new to our church, someone in our church is asked to meet, and I'm like, I'm going to look for a, a place today to overflow what God's saying to me. Uh, some of thought shared just means specifically sharing Jesus, so it's going to be the evangelism, the three circles conversation, which we had an awesome story from that just a few days ago, but it's not necessarily the evangelism direct. Now, this is part of evangelism, but it's the step of, hey, can can I share with you what happened in my life when I obeyed God today? Or uh, can I share with you what God shared with me this morning in my time with him? And even for a non-Christian world, our world's very spiritual. Like that's a super attractive question. Uh, it, it is something people, what, what, God? Like I've got so many, like God said something to you this morning? Yeah, he spoke to me through his word and I, and it was, I needed to hear it. Can I, can I share with you what that was? Yeah, And I would encourage
0: you to do that within the day. Yes. Uh, so again, I I feel morning time is kind of the best time. So if you're doing it mm-hmm. at nighttime, then it may be the next day, but that might be as simple as a text. Now, I think a personal conversation is a lot better than receiving a text. That, hey, I studied this, yeah. but yeah. Uh, sometimes person lives far away, all that. But I think if you put it off another day and another day, you won't ever follow through on that, that share piece of this the sos and a lot of times i'll find myself i look back through a journal or whatever and go oh i never shared that yeah. because i just got busy yeah. so make sure you do follow through that's i think one of the hardest part parts to put into action yeah uh because you can do a say and obey and go do it and you would think to obey no it's the sharing part mm-hmm. um and and in your d group again as we found that's a great way to for accountability Hey, have you talked to someone when you meet in person? Uh, so it's not just digital. Have you talked to this person? Have you done that? Have you shared that with
1: them? So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes, so good, so good. And so it doesn't need to be this plan, right? I mean, this is this is just a plan from a guy named Ying Kai, right, in China. T for T training for trainers is where we, where we got the SOS from. Uh, but it, it is a way. Uh, I, I will say, the Bible does say, "Blessed is the man who delights." in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night, right? That's Psalms chapter 1. He he will bless you if you meditate on God's Word. Jesus' brother James says, Do not merely listen to the Word, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. So you're blessed if you listen, but you're also not going to experience the same blessing if you don't obey Jesus' words as he ended his sermon on the Mount, right? The wise man hears the word, the foolish man hears the word, but the wise man puts it into practice and his house is built on the rock. Foolish, foolish man does not put it into practice, he does not obey, and so his house collapses. So maybe even you get time in the word, but you're, you're still living in this life that's falling apart. God, would, yeah, Don't just merely listen do what it says. And then he wants to go and make disciples, baptizing. He wants to use you in the lives of other people. And he's going to speak through his word to help that happen. So you've listed
0: on our website that firstmckinney.com slash Bible. It'll take you there. And there's a on this same PDF we downloaded. Yeah. There's a lot of links to other Bible reading plans, other um books 30 days to understanding the bible living by the book there's several things out there Uh, but the most important thing i hope you take from this podcast and then i'll give you the last word is just start we're about to hit what for many is the busiest time of the year going into thanksgiving and then the holidays and uh, christmas specifically it's a busy time and what better way to start your day each day than by reading the Bible. And the Bible. and a lot of times we want to wait till January and, oh, I'm going to get a fresh start and lose weight and do all those things. That's why we're doing this now before we even get there. Yeah, Make a plan, start. We we think the SOS plan is a great plan, uh, and it's an easy one to start. Open your Bible, start in John, uh, go to version. get one of those Bible plans if you don't like one of our plans because you think it might be too hard to read through in a year, mm-hmm. um, all those kind of things. Uh, but I'll give you the final word as we close out this. It's a little bit longer podcast, but hopefully it's been helpful. Yes. And I didn't say like, comment, share, so you don't have to say it. And again, if you have any questions as we go into the holidays, as we go into Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, and as we end out Romans, uh, and we'll, we might even go back and look at some of those. Text question to 96123.
1: Now I'll give you the last one. There you go. Hey, uh, jumping back into Romans. This week, uh, we're going to get to see what Paul says to the church about how they can be part of what he is doing in mission. He's going, but he's going to invite them in to that mission trip. And so, even if you cannot yet physically go, you can be part of what God is doing beyond our walls, outside of our city. In missions. And so, not only for joining us, this we have Q&A our missions, too. We hope you'll like, that. subscribe, you'll and share this podcast miss. You along do with not others. Want to miss you can submit coming. your
0: questions by texting your question week. to 96123, and we'll discuss those each week. Again, thank you for
1: joining us.